I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Let's hang out. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Les Hangout. I love saying that after the the summer hiatus. hiatus. It really feels like a welcome. Exactly. It's like real fresh. We're keeping it new and exciting after all these years. (laughs) It's actually been some time. Welcome back. Welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast where... You make me feel like I'm living a teenage dream the way you turn me on. Okay, I can't get too much into that song. I (laughs) apologize. (laughs) Yeah, Katy Perry is, you know, Katy Perry. Oh, yeah, we're not. Let's just. And from the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. (laughs) And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Richida. To those of you who've been with us through this whole journey, all seven seasons now. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. We are kicking off season seven 
with this episode and also an additional Patreon bonus episode. So if you are part of our Patreon, you get two episodes today for our season seven launch. And today we'll be talking about Nimona on our Patreon. If you're not a patron, we would love it if you would join our Patreon and you can get access to that episode at bit.ly slash lespatreon. Before we talk about everything else that's going on right now in the greater Les universe, um, we want to call attention to really important things going on that are A, important just in the grand scheme of the world, um, and B, are also going to have some effect on the podcast this season. And so that is the fact that there is an ongoing strike right now. SAG and WGA are both striking, um, have been for a while. Uh, Writers Guild especially has been on strike for um, over 100 days by now. And so I'm sure most of you are aware of that. Obviously, that affects a couple things uh, just in terms of the guests that we can have come on and talk about things. Obviously, most people are um, unable to promote any struck work. So you might see some changes in terms of some of the topics and things like that. Also, Ellie and I, obviously, we are not SAG or WGA members, but we have many, many friends and people that we worked with on various projects who are. We obviously support them and want to show our support. We are a very media-focused podcast. You all know that about us. To the extent that we can, we are trying to focus things like our should have been gays and things like that on either new things. So you'll you'll see some new kinds of should have been gays coming up that aren't focused on uh, on movies or TV shows um, or focusing on things that are being put out by, you know, studios and things like that who have agreed to meet all of the the contract demands. So, you know, we're we're rolling with it. We're going to be doing our best. Um, obviously, we are in in very strong support of all of the actors, all the writers that they should get paid. What a crazy concept, right? Right. I mean, especially, Wild. yeah, considering all of the guests we have had in the in our previous episodes, like the actors and the writers are the people who make all the content that we are obsessed yeah. with and talk about constantly what they are. So we are very appreciative of all the work that actors and writers do. And I agree. Pay them. So we don't want to be crossing that picket line in whatever way we can. So we yes. are trying, we are standing in solidarity with SAG even, and WGA. Even if it's just, yeah, in solidarity, we're going to do our best. We'll okay? do our best. That being said, in the greater Les universe, all kinds of things have been happening on our off season. One of those was the 2023 Women's World Cup. We will not discuss any of the results of that that were uh, sort of heartbreaking for us in the United States. But one of the... Don't really, know what you're talking about. N- never heard of it. There were more than 96 out LGBTQ plus athletes competing in the 2023 World Cup. So... It's wild. That is almost 100 queer people across the spectrum of the Women's World Cup I'm not surprised by that statistic, but it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, it's great. I mean, pretty cool. really, that's and that's just the ones that are out, right? Like we all, yeah, we yeah, all know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's okay. so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bend we're just it like Beckham, baby. Yes, it, <laughs> women's soccer remains gay, is what we're saying. Remains gay and thriving. Yes. Also in the greater Liz universe. So listen, there's it's been a whole week on the Taylor Swift Gaylorverse. Just the the what do I even want to call this? Just hop on the wagon, everyone. Mm-hmm. It's been a time of it. So 
Taylor Swift kicked off last week, Eras Tour, LA Stops, on Carly Kloss's birthday, and- Surprise. Just a couple things that happened included, like, playing Maroon Hmm. on Carly Kloss's birthday, and uh, on the same day that Heartstopper- launched their whatever la- the season two season, is two, season yeah. two yeah so season two came out and people immediately jumped on the fact that there is a sapphic love scene yeah that taylor swift song is underscoring that yeah that taylor swift taylor swift loves to uh let queer women on screen use her music. We saw it in Dickinson. Now we're seeing it in Heartstopper. Let's just find like these massive queer audience fandoms and give them my music. Why not? I think the craziest thing about it too is that, that the producer basically was like, Oh, yeah. And she basically gave it to us for a discount. Right. It's like she was like, Oh, it's gay. I'm sorry. I know we're not speculating about her sexuality, but like, Never. We would never. That we is don't such a gay thing. <laughs> that is such a gay thing to do to be like, let me support the queer community and you don't even need to pay me for it. I'm s- I think she said she watched the scene and liked it and then was like, here. Like that's like, Taylor, you're watching two girls kiss. You say you love the scene, and then you're like, here, yeah. I need my song underneath. Please it. take my music for free. Yeah. Um sorry, listen, I'm not Ellie, gonna get I, I'm not gonna get emotional. You know, you know how this goes. Like, I don't even go here, and I feel like we can all confidently say when somebody just keeps coming out over and over again, like it's not speculating anymore. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. Fine. I'm sorry. If you spend the whole week of Carly Claus's birthday, like playing every song in your repertoire that talks about using like has the phrase best friend, closest friend in it. It's nonsense. It's just silly at this point. Anyways, um, <laughs> so that's what's been going on. It's just been a whole week. And honestly, listen, we're recording this. You all know we record these uh, a few days in advance of when the episodes come out. So who even knows what will have happened in the next few days by the time this episode releases? I mean, there's just the possibilities. The are gay endless, possibilities you know? are endless. But for now, endless. that's what's <laughs> happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you our very first episode of season seven, Seven Minutes in Heaven. With your favorite lesbians, Ellie and Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Sign-up sheets are right by the bathroom. (laughs) Sign-up sheets? Did you have sign-up sheets? No, but I'm like, we're so popular. Like, you know, it's like everyone just gets one person, but like for us. Every, yeah, it's like everyone wants to sign up for seven minutes and have it with us. You know, that's that's where I was going with that whole thing. I was going to you know? be like the empty Sprite bottle is on the ground. We will <laughs> all take turns spinning. I don't know, man. Just wait. Did you do that? That sounds disgusting. Spin the bottle. Oh, I thought you said spitting. No, spinning. Oh, spinning. Uh, We've gone on. We're, we're, we're where are we way. already? Good we, well, we were joking before we were on air. I'm like, how old is too old to talk about teenage things? Clearly, we don't really remember <laughs> what it the was like is, to be at a teenage party, old. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are already too, too old, old. But we're going to do it anyways. So, okay. Here's the thing. I feel like we, historically, for a couple of seasons now, we've sort of started with, like, a roundup of, like, where things are. And right now, that is bleak. So I don't want to. (laughs) I wanted to do something different. And it's season seven. And I felt like 
the seven pun was right there and I, I just it. wanted to jump on top of it. So what we wanted to talk about, here's what I was thinking, is yes, we are we are aged. <laughs> We're old. And I was thinking about it because I was really, you know, the girls are big fans of our, the song that we wrote for Crush when we did the Los Angeles episode on Crush. That song, W, is a big hit with the girls. And every time I listen to it, I feel like I have this, like, idea in my mind of, like, I don't know why, but that that scene in the bathroom where they do kind of do the seven minutes in heaven yes. thing with the phones, right? And I just feel like ev- there's just something every time I watch that movie and every time I watch that scene where I'm just like, wow, kids these days. <laughs> kids these days getting to be gay and shit. And nobody they so cares. gay. <laughs> They're so gay. I know They're I was so laughing. gay I was like, and I love it. <laughs> um, any teens in our audience? <laughs> Sorry if we completely are misrepresenting your experience. No. But like to us, no, we're not. (laughs) To us, it feels like, oh, the kids are doing all right. You know what I mean? It's like, well, because for me, I mean, Lee, I am always jealous of you. Like, you were actually out in high school. Like, I was not out in high school. So I'm like, gayness at my high school was like, it wasn't like a horrible thing to be, but it definitely was like, you know, was a, people talked about it. You know? Yeah. It was not so like, like it was, a thing, if you were. Whereas, I, I mean, now- it was a thing for me too. It yeah. just was a thing I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and that's why I wasn't more cool in high school. It was homophobia, and that is the only reason. That's definitely the reason. <laughs> and no one should ever question. Did you, wait, did the you statement ever, I just made? Did you ever play Seven Minutes in Heaven yourself? I played spin the bottle i don't know i don't know that we ever did I'm trying to remember if we ever did like a full actual like go into a fucking closet or something i don't think i did i don't think i ever have either that's why i was like i i don't feel like that's a, not that that's not a thing but it was never a thing oh that, like, it's for sure a thing that like me and my friends were doing listen at at other parties that like you know, cooler people who weren't being hate crimed into not being cool like I was mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. were were attending. Like, I there was other shit going on. I know that for sure. But yeah, um, I don't know that I ever actually did a full seven minute. Thing. Well, that's the thing. Like, as a queer person in insert date here, like <laughs> <laughs> it's also like as a queer person of a certain age. <laughs> well, but even if like there wasn't homophobia, there was definitely like str- very strict heteronormativity. So like I didn't never play that, but I'm like when I was in high school, like definitely like played some sort of like drinking and kissing games that like would have never involved me kissing a girl. Yes. Well, and right? that's because but this like, is what I'm saying. This is this is why that scene always gets to me and that's why I wanted to talk about it because when you watch that scene and they're just like, you pull the phones out, man. Like, it doesn't matter. Whoever You're going in is. that fucking bathroom. Exactly. Like, whoever like, it is. And I, the reason I can tell you I know I played Spin the Bottle is because, like, every time you played one of those stupid fucking games, every time we had to have the discussion of, like, oh, what do you do if you spin, like, if you're a girl and you spin another girl, what do you do? Do And is it the same or different than if, like, two dudes spin, right? Because, like, no, when I was in high school, man, like, no no guys were signing up to be like, oh, yeah, if I spin Brett, I'm going to make out with Brett. Like, no, they were not. (laughs) But they're definitely, like, like, I think, too, 
I mean, we grew up in similar-ish times, but like there's definitely like a, and we're going to sort of talk about this in terms of like queer media talking about like teens and and coming of age stories. Mm-hmm. There was like a feti- there's a clear fetishization. Oh, for sure. Of girl, girl on girl versus like, you're right. It's like, oh no, it's so gay if I make out with that dude, but like you two should make Not out. Not going to kiss Kyle. Yeah. yeah but, like okay. you two should make out and I want to watch. Like <laughs> right. that's like. Right the vibe of like what it would have been like to kiss a girl in any of those like high school games. Yes. Yeah. So this is this was my idea for a, a slightly more fun than like let's just do a quick um list of all of the shows that have been canceled in the last year. Let's just like a slightly happier note. Let's talk about like stupid gay like being a, a gay, teen gay teen and like coming of and age different gay eras teen and stuff. How, how and like yeah. I just think it's fun. I don't know. I agree. All right, so let's let's dive in. I mean, I wrote the most extensive list of gay teen content because I also do feel like when <laughs> okay, when you we've talked about this many times before, right? But like when you think about queer content, actually the majority of queer content I feel like is young adult queer content. Yes. We get very f- teen heavy. I mean, like it's super well, teen heavy. And we talk about this and a that's lot. Fine. It's very coming out heavy yeah. still. And so I think it 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 obviously lends itself to the teen framework, the teen lens, the teen era of life uh, as far as the stories that get told a lot. But that's why it's all, it it is interesting to even to see how the experience has changed, how the representation of the experience has changed. Some of the ways that the representation hasn't always changed that are interesting. Some parts that I like is like, and maybe it's just because like, I'm like, I am of a certain era also. Like, but like some of the <laughs> of old, an age. <laughs> of an age. Some of the older content I like better. I'm like, even if I watch it again, I'm like, I know it's probably like my age, but also I'm like the incredibly true adventures of two girls in love and but a cheerleader, both written and produced in the nineties and the early two thousands, are better than any teen drama we have had since and I know that's just like you just are feel nostalgic and fuzzy about stuff but I still think they're very well made well they're great they're great queer experiences but I I also like I I do love some of the stuff that's out there now like I love sex education you know like what a fun show like I um I had a super big skins phase and even that I know is not super recent you know I but I just I don't know I think it's just I want to talk a bit about like just yeah kind of some of some of what we were just getting into right of like some of the things about being a, a dumb gay teen and and just getting to have like such a different experience of it because I think maybe the thing that like that hit me when you watch movies like Crush and when you watch a lot of the newer stuff out there these days is just getting to watch things. And I I think a lot of like our age and up, like a lot of the sort of, you know, older millennial and up crowd of queers, I feel like you watch all these things and you're like, wow, I didn't get to do so many of the like quintessential teen things, you know? And uh, like, honestly, even for me, like, well, and I did, <laughs> like, I took a girl to both of my proms, you know, like, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was dating at the time. Um, yeah. And we with act- the full we acknowledgement all, yeah. in my own brain of being into them, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, we only accidentally kissed, not on purpose, yeah. you know, so different, different vibes, different vibes. <laughs> 
yeah. But yes, um, no, I agree with you though. Like there's, right? Like there's obviously a difference between the older coming of age stories and the big difference is the time period, the homophobia, the yeah. like what them are, being gay is a big deal. Like what, what are some of the... Being gay is a, such a big deal. She has to go to a gay conversion camp. So yes, there's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's not just <laughs> living her gay life. Yeah, what are we all to do if we don't have RuPaul there to uh, help us out, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, Teach I'm us curious. how to not be gay, RuPaul, <laughs> Teach please. us how to be straight. Um, I- you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm curious, what are your... Okay, because... Because we did come out at different ages. Like, yes. when you look back at high school, what are the things that you wish that you had gotten to do as a gay? <laughs> I mean, that's as- a good idea. I mean, I think the biggest thing is just, like, obviously, like, the most basic thing just to date other girls, right? Like, I think about, like, all my experiences with, like, teenage boys and, like, not that they were bad experiences. Honestly, most of the, like, teenage boys that I dated were very sweet and kind. But I just feel like I never really experienced, like, a young high school kind of love because I was always just like this feels so wrong yeah you know what I mean so it's like that kind of stuff which I feel like is the kind of stuff in crush right where it's like like you're saying like the butterflies the like and I mean obviously I got to experience that in my gay puberty but I just feel like it would have been really fun and exciting to have like an a, a true adolescent brain Yeah, I also just feel like when you're a teenager, like, everything's so heightened in a way that's, like, sort of crazy but but exciting at the same time. I also feel like in terms of, like, high school, I don't know, like, I guess I'm thinking about, like, I had a pretty fun high school experience, but I'm just thinking about, like, what would have been like if I was gay? And to be fair, some of it I don't think would be that different, which is actually comical. (laughs) So I don't I know. Mean, listen, you know what I in mean? hindsight, I was pretty gay in high school. Yeah, 
in hindsight, a lot of your high school experience makes more sense. But I just, I don't know. It's like I was thinking about it because even even for me where like I did actually do a lot of like teen stuff because like I did come out my junior year in high school, you know, and it's like I did get to have a, a lot of actually like kind of quintessential teen experiences like being out and I still feel like I look back on that and I'm like like same thing like what you were just saying like god I wish I had had more time or had been aware earlier you know Mm -hmm. um to just get to like have that time and also get to do it at a time where like yeah it wouldn't have been such a big thing you know yeah I think for me like obviously like it would have also just been like I think just to have less like turmoil, like I had so much internal turmoil, right? Yeah. So like, I feel, but it's also like, I don't know, maybe we're also like grass is always greener kind of vibes. You know what I mean? Like kids might still be having internal turmoil, just about different they, shit. They you know? are. I mean, like, I know they like are. not like, like we, we talked about like sex education just because they yeah. are out. Right. Like sex education. Like I, I think about what's the, um, what's the bully kid's name in that? Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I understand that there's still like there is still a story kind of the go to gay coming out story of, you know, being bullied. Oh, your bully's gay. I'm like, okay, yeah, they did that back in Buffy. (laughs) You know, like what what year was that? Like 1999. uh, What's his face? Xander's bully was bullying him to repress his own homosexuality. Like, okay, fine. I get it. Tale as old as time. Sure. Some stuff never changes. Never changes. But I also feel like you have I feel like there's still the presence of bullies, but the way in which everybody else in the student body tends to tends to react to someone being gay in any kind of way these days in most of media is like different, you know? Yes. Oh my God. What's the I cannot remember for the life of me what TV show or movie this is from, but there's a gay bully. There's a gay bully. <laughs> That's all you're going to give me? <laughs> no, he's like so gay and he's so rude. Kurt and... in Glee. What? No. Who said that? No, it's not in Glee. <laughs> I feel like this episode is you and I starting the episode saying like, God, how old is too old? And now everything we're like, what's the name of that? Do you remember this show? We're good. We're doing great. We're young and hip and with it, listeners. I don't know what you're talking about. A show with a gay... So you just mean the bully is a gay kid? Yeah, the bully is a gay kid. And I feel like maybe it's Will and Grace. I've been watching so much Will and Grace lately. Um, because he's, like, bullying another, like, older gay man who's, like... <laughs> who's trying to be, like, it's okay to be gay. And he's, like, it's not okay to wear that shirt. And it's, like, it's just, like, the most, like... It's silly and ridiculous. But, like, my point is that, like, like things are flipping on their heads even where it's like the gay kid in school is the cool kid who's actually bullying everyone else because he's like I have fashion sense and you don't you know what I mean and then there's like I don't know like it's it's flipping itself on its head even more of like the gay kid actually is bullying the straight kids and he's the coolest kid in the school but I don't know but I do think like yeah bullying is a lot different and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's not media yeah. today. I feel like doesn't doesn't seem to want to drop the idea that like there would be bullies at all. 
But I feel like it's kind of become more of like a most people don't care. And then there's that one bully who's got it in for you. And odds are he's gay, too. You know, like I just I don't know. I feel like it's a slightly different thing. But then it's also funny because now I'm looking at this list we wrote of like queer coming of age stories in the media. And I'm like, no, actually, a lot of these are like all this. It's the same same they're story. Still the <laughs> they're same, all the same. Is your point. Yeah, they're still the same. Uh, that's the funny thing. Like, I feel like Crush did a really good job of being like, this is different. But even like, um, so like, I really love the movie, The Miseducation of Cameron Post. It was really good. Really good. You haven't seen it. I know you haven't. I still haven't. I suck. I know. But that came out a few years ago and is but a mature leader, but less campy. Yeah. Right. It's about a conversion camp, but it just came out a few years ago. Right. It's like, we're sort of recycling the same gay teen tropes and they're telling them like slightly differently because it's the only way that people really still know how to talk about gay teens. I mean, another good, good uh, switch flip of the switch of the gay teen drama that we didn't even put on this list, but first kill. Mm, yes. Oh, yes. Gay teen. Listen. Vampire. That's something we never I'm, saw okay, before. Listen, people. Listen. They're doing the some thing. new shit. I, so I came out in the Buffy era of life, right? Where like I came out with Willow Rosenberg trying to figure out her little feelings about Tara and nobody really around her knowing how to respond to it and blowing out the candle because you can't show them kissing on television. And like, this is what I'm saying is I'm trying to imagine being the same teenage, like figuring out your shit about yourself, 16 year old, and (laughs) and your media is... The girls in first kill fucking up fucking against, against the peach the wall. tree. <laughs> like, so different. So just, different. It is so wildly different. And in a show where the idea of homosexuality being an issue does not come up once yes. ever, right? Not well, a thing. Not a problem. But also, teenage bounty hunters. Are we not talking about teenage bounty hunters? We'll I mean, never get a no, word, of but... course we're. Can we ever not talk no. about teenage bounty hunters? That's not the point. I'm just saying there is. It's a different ball game. It's a different thing, right? There's a huge difference too, I feel like, with like, we like never really actually talk about this, which is sort of funny because we only talk about queer media, but like, you know, like the Hayes Code. Yes. Right? Yes. So we never talk about that, even though like it clearly impacts all of the queer media that we consume. And so it's like somebody said online the other day, like any media that was like made during the Hayes Code era, like we've barely gotten past that. Yes. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. So yes, we're done with like tragic stories and whatever. But there's like a big like morality thing, I feel like with gay people up until the Buffy's of the world and the Will and Graces of the world. Like it was not you could not show gay people like kissing each other on TV. Right. So that's a huge huge change is just like the amount of physical contact that queer people have on screen. Well, and that's I mean, listen, we have Pretty Little Liars on our list and Pretty Little Liars was not that long ago. It was not that long ago. <laughs> 13 years, Lee. 13. It was not that long ago. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. <laughs> it was recently last it was year yep. when it was Pretty yesterday. Little Liars yep. came out, not the reboot, the original. I'm talking. Uh huh. Yep. You're correct. <laughs> when that <laughs> came out, it is not a throwback still, at all. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm young and vibrant. You're when just that like came a fresh out extremely lady. recently um when i just watched that finale last week and uh-huh. <laughs> and you still point, couldn't show yeah, right they had uh they had emily and allison yeah like every other couple is like here's our porn montage and then they're like we're just gonna lay next to each other in bed mm-hmm. with the sheets pulled up i mean it was laughable it was laughable right also, speaking of Pretty Little Liars Last and, teen, and teen content, an awful lot of uh, teacher-student lesbian oh, coming-of-age okay, content. Okay. You know what? Stop. Stop. I can't talk about Loving Annabelle. <laughs> I can't and do it. Bloomington. We don't um, have to talk about it, but I think we should just say that that was like older lesbian sleeps with younger lesbian and like sparks fly and then like someone gets arrested, you know? Here's. Here's what I want, Ellie. I don't know where we're going anymore. Here's what I want to see. Doesn't matter. Okay. Here's what I think someone should do. You know how we talk about there is sort of, I feel like the loving Annabelle's and Bloomington's of the queer media, you know, bookshelf are, uh, are the extreme end point of the predatory lesbian trope, Mm -hmm. right? I feel like what we need now is where is like, (laughs) where's the nonsense problematic queer tropes of today's era where I want someone to make, I don't, I don't want this, but I want someone to make the 2023 problematic thing of like, where's the, where's the teens getting groomed at the drag queen book hour at their (laughs) local library and having access to books that mention gay people and getting brainwashed. You know, I'm like this, it feels like that's where the, the current landscape is in the political arena of discussion and i'm like why is no why is still none of that appears anywhere because it's like so ridiculously made up that we can't even bring ourselves to put it into our media but it feels like it would be very funny to lean hard into it in like i feel like someone satirically yeah 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 like i feel like someone could make like a but i'm a but i'm a cheerleader of today's era of like nonsense things do you know what i mean yes but isn't that so horrible it is but it's also ridiculous that we're still leaning on the same tropes from 30 years ago and they're still the only stories we've figured out how to tell tell us oh tell a story about a boy he who his parents brought them to all the drag queen story hours and then he feels he's like but i'm straight (laughs) and he's really struggling (laughs) And it's so hard for him because he's been dressing in drag since he was eight years old. And then he's like, oh, no. Okay. You know what, though? (laughs) Have you ever seen have you ever seen there's a guy who does he's a TikTok and all he does is he reviews. I'm going to I'm going to quote unquote reviews. I mean, really, he just, you know, kind of rakes across the coals. Um, All he does is watch like like movies made by the religious right. Right. So he watches these like super like 
evangelical conservative like straight to TV or uh yeah like straight to TV or straight to video movies that are wild and that's what I feel like they I, I feel like I want a movie that is like the but I'm a cheerleader version of that where it's like this is a movie that feels like it should have been made by like focus on the family and Pat Roberts, you know, like making a movie about this poor boy who has been, you know, made to wear dresses since he was a young boy because his parents are like, it's pride again. You know, like I yeah. just <laughs> anyways, sorry, Those horrible, those horrible, horrible. Those, parents, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But because some of the movies that he reviews are so unhinged that I'm like they should be someone should be satirizing them and and we're not enough um and it's because it just seems silly to me that we still have movies coming out now with like problematic predatory lesbian stuff and like the same ridiculous teenage coming of age coming out stories that have been happening for decades um and it's anyways it's just funny and like yes we still love some of them but also there's just so much more variety now you know like we can switch up our satire let's do it switch it up switch it up but yeah we do have the same tropes i mean let's 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 just list the tropes that we've gotten so far to sort of to bring us back to um, some sort of framework, you know, welcome back listeners. We have a framework. (laughs) I I went on a tangent. Sorry. We swear. Okay. So basic tropes, right? The coming out trope is like, obviously always going to happen in teen movies because like most people do not come out until they're teenagers. Like if you came out before then, honestly, happy for you. Amazing. We have the teacher student trope, which like, we want to vomit. Please never make that again. Um, we have the like more positive. I don't know if it's a trope, but I hope it turns into a trope of like the quote unquote cool gay kid. Let's yeah. turn this thing on its head. Like the gay kid is the best one in school. What else? What else? What are some of the tropes that we've seen in like some of those like web series? We haven't really di- done a deep dive into the old web series that were actually like hilarious. I feel like, okay, I feel like my big, God, I feel like my big web series trope actually, and maybe this is again the era because I, I was, I feel like my web series um, time was big around the South of Nowhere time, the anyone but me time, Mm -hmm. right? Like that was like peak web series age for me. And I think the, coming out to your parents like that was always a big thing of like oh i'm gonna have to tell my parents and how will my parents respond right Mm because you had the south of nowhere obviously has that such a famous scene with her mom like dragging her out you know the the classic it always, uh, we always love a the slow mo. It's like the slow mo dragging her out of the house and out, right? Like that one's stuck with me. Whereas I feel like anyone but me had the like, he's the super supportive dad, right? Wasn't that in, uh, yeah. in anyone but me? Yeah, I got this. Um, anyone but me also so recent, just just so recent, very recently came out. Um, I mean, I do think though, like, I mean, it, tropes are tropes for a reason too, right? It's like. I mean, that is sort of the, when you are a teenager, your parents are the most important people in your life. So like, there's always going to be a moment where you sort of have to come out to your parents, even if that coming out moment is not like 
horrific, right? Like that's the trope of the old, like the older kind of thing, which is like, you're going to come up to your parents. It's going to be horrible. They're not going to accept you. And like, that's the worst part. Now it's like, okay, you come out to your parents, they accept you and it's okay. Right. Which is like, okay, great. That's like bare minimum. We got the check mark. But I feel like that's always going to be a thing in teen, in teen drama. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, but even in crush, like there was like, she was like, she came out to her mom when she was like nine years old or something. Yeah. Right. But see, but that to me, that feels different than so much of the, the TV that I had accessible. Oh, for sure. Because it was like, if you come out and you tell your parents it's bad. I also think that like a super, like, even if it's just like subconscious, I'm like, literally, like I was terrified to come out to my parents and to be fair, my father's a dick. So that was valid. My mom, obviously very supportive, but I also think like a big part of that, like doesn't even actually come from who your parents particularly are. Yeah. It comes from seeing all of these things on TV where a gay person came out to their parents and that was the worst day of their life. Right. Like that's like what you see and you're like, okay, so that's how it goes. You know what Except else? For, yeah, I'm you like, know what else sorry, that sorry. makes me think of is not just the coming out to your parents. The other thing that I feel like I, if I think back to like when I was coming out, when I was teen, older teen, right? Like, what is the story that I feel like I saw all the time that like kind of f- probably fucked a lot of a lot of us up? Actually, is the danger in hitting on a girl mm-hmm. and the risk of that girl being straight right like that's a trope that i feel like i saw play out in a ton of shows movies whatever right is that like and cuz that's i mean listen again if you want to talk about um our your fave and mine teenage bounty hunters and flipping things like tropes on their heads flipping that on its head of the like i feel like i saw a ton of things where it's like oh I kissed that girl and then I had to run away in shame and now everybody knows and now I'm being bullied and now there's rumors and she is so disgusted by me and now like now my teachers have to talk to me and now my parents found out right having that one moment in Teenage Bounty Hunters where it's like you get that moment where like Sterling kisses her and then April walks away and then the like you see that moment where she's like oh no everything is gonna go wrong and then the the click of the door lock like that life changing <laughs> right like just life changing and affirming in a way that it's like hard to explain to people who didn't have the experience of being a teen trying to navigate coming out in a landscape that was vastly different and was presented as different than that everywhere you looked you know there's also not just as you bring that up i'm thinking about like lost and delirious which is like such a fucked up movie if anyone's seen it you know like just it just is honestly so traumatic so i won't really say exactly what all the traumatic stuff that happened but it's also that whole like if you're with a girl even if you're with them like for a long time, like you're secretly dating and like you're together together. Yeah. There's the risk that at some point for her, it will be quote unquote a phase and she will move on and she will be with a man and not with you. And like, you're just like a part of her life that was like an experiment. Mm -hmm. That's like, 
definitively was shown many, many, many times. That shit definitely got into got under my skin. Yeah. Especially like when I was in college. Like there was like a big like I don't know, there's just like a even if this girl likes me now, like eventually she won't. You know, just because of like the yeah. yeah. the media that was being portrayed of like you didn't really like you see this teenage story that's like, oh, it's it's just the teenage thing and then like, oh, but like you grow out of it. It's just a phase. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, I feel like the phase was like a big thing where you're like, oh, it's quote unquote just a phase and sugar out of it. Like also, I don't know if we want to talk a little bit about like I feel like there was also super, super heavy like by shaming in the nineties in particular. Right? Like like I feel like when you think about um what's it called? The that web's not um it wasn't a web series, but like most of us watched it on YouTube. South of nowhere. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it was like such a thing that like Ashley's bisexuality was like super like sex hypersexualized and like so Well, was- hypersexualized and it was like that the the love triangle with the bisexual character was so overplayed in so many things you know of of like the oh this bisexual character can't decide if she wants to be with a girl or a guy she's in love with both like just stringing people's hearts along Mm -hmm. yeah no i mean it was yeah it was bad it rough and i that still gets done to some extent i mean i feel like for the most part a lot of media has gotten better about that but i wouldn't say that that's totally gone i don't know i also sometimes i feel like my view of media is clouded by how many older movies we go back and watch again to do should have been gays and stuff like that but i feel like that doesn't feel like it's totally i don't feel like it's totally left honestly i don't think it's totally left yeah yeah that's another boof that's a rough one yeah i don't know i don't know i just i'm trying to think of like some of the other things that stand out to me as different these days, right? Because it's like, I feel like now we're in this world of like the sex education and the crush and the book smart of it all, you know? And it's just, it feels like it's such a different world now. Like, it's such a different environment for so much of it. And I just, like, I... I'm curious in the in the context of like in like high schools and stuff these days, you know, because and I get it. I mean, I we are raising our children in a specific part of the country. Sure. You know, like I understand that the Bay Area is not everywhere, but I also feel like I have yet to like we take we've you know, traveled with the girls and stuff. Like, we've taken them other places. And it's like, I just feel like we haven't gone anywhere where, uh, you know, they'll be at uh, the beach, at a pool, at the zoo, like, playing with another kid that they meet there or something. I have yet to have a children... I have yet to have a child when they ask our kids or, like, they ask us, like, um, you know, like, are are you her mom or something? And Kelsey and I will say, like, yeah, we, yeah, we are which one of you and we're like no like we both are like they have two moms oh yeah okay that makes sense 
It's like, that is the only response I have gotten. And these are like six-year-olds, you know? Like, I just, I don't know. I just feel like there's a different, it's a different thing now, you know? And it makes me a little, I do get a little nostalgic. You get a little nostalgic for like that. Yes. You know what? I really feel like at some point we have to have a youngin on here. And like, I, I'm like not even kidding. But I just feel like it's like, I want to hear like what it's like for them, really. Yeah. Like, directly from, from their mouths. Like I have like a younger cousin who like came out like in college, but even still was not out in high school. But I'm like, I wonder what that was like for her. Like, I feel like it's just different. I right? feel like, like it's different too. And maybe we're just romanticizing it. Maybe you know? we are romanticizing it, you know? I mean, I do think it's probably still different if you're like, you know, some some gay kid in like nowhere, Alabama, somewhere compared to like, oh, yeah, I go to, you know, high school in San Francisco. It's probably not the same. I get it. I, kn- and I, think I know there's still always, a range of experiences. It's always been not the same in San Francisco. But what was I going to say? Oh, also random. But I remembered where the gay bully is from. It's from Modern Family. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. There's a gay bully that's like making fun of Mitch at the school dance. And it was so funny. But <laughs> but like, you know, like I feel like there are shows like that that like just like talk about how different it is to be gay now versus then, you know? Okay. Anything else you want to talk about in regards to our queer teen media? I don't know. I just I think I I like where we're going. I wanna I wanna start seeing even more of like, let's make some new tropes. That's all I'm saying, you know? feel like we've had a lot of the same tropes for a long time and a lot of them still feel like they're based in the world as it was when I was 16. True. You know? And it's just it's refreshing to me when we see some new stuff out there. Like that's I think that's why I just loved uh loved Crush so much, you know? Like I feel like it just it really was mind-blowing to watch a movie where it was just like Everyone's gay. Nobody cares. You have your pick of the litter when you want to date another girl in your school. I was just like, this is wild. Also, while we talk about Crush, let's, of course, not forget to mention the amazing uh, Casey Rackham and Kristen King who wrote that and are currently on strike. Pay your writers. Anyways, um, sorry, just a quick aside. (laughs) Hashtag pay your writers. (laughs) Hashtag pay your writers. WJ Strong. Anyways, just want to make sure we call that out because, of course, we're recording this. I'd like to believe that things there will not still be strikes while this comes out, but I, who am I kidding? Of course there will be. There definitely will be. Yeah. (laughs) So we will see. Um, but yeah, I think like production also is like, you know, like they make the movies a few years before they come out. Sure. Sure. Right. So like, I do also feel like in the next few years, we might be seeing some cooler, more interesting depictions of high queer high school life. So we'll see. We will see. But good little fun way to start our season seven. Season seven. Gay teen life. On the gay old days. (laughs) <laughs> the gay old days alright you ready let's do our Q and gay Lee first Q and gay of season 7 Q, 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 Q and, and, and gay, gay. alright Q and gay first Q and gay of season 7 let's go alright Lee you ready I'm ready question number 1 did you come out as A a kid B a teen C young adult or D older adult I came out as a teen 
high school. Nice. The golden years. <laughs> the golden years. Just at my peak. You know? <laughs> it hasn't gotten any better since then. <laughs> uh, it does not get better than this, kids. God, they say it gets all. better, but it doesn't. No. It, it gets so much better than high school. Okay, question two, Ellie. <laughs> what teen party game would you have most wanted to play while gay? Out of A, spin the bottle, B, seven minutes in heaven, C, suck and blow, or D, truth or dare? Whew, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with spin the bottle because then you get to kiss multiple people. (laughs) I was waiting for the reasoning of spin the bottle over seven minutes in heaven, and that actually feels perfectly Very on brand. Yeah, seven minutes in heaven is just one person, right? Like. Yeah, but you, you, gotta, could, you could pull multiple people for a turn, you know? At the same time? Well, not at the same time. But <laughs> like, what are you doing in that closet, Ellie? Good Lord. Very interesting. I stick with my answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number three. Which queer teen trope are you most ready to retire? A, conversion camp. B, bullies, C, teacher-student, or D, just a phase? Oh, God, it's teacher-student. It's teacher-student by a long shot. It is miles away from everything else, teacher-student. Can't handle it. No, I'm over it. It's rough. Question four, Ellie. What is your favorite newer queer teen media out of A, first kill, B, sex education, C, crush, or D, book smart? So my thoughts here are I love sex education as a TV show, but I don't feel like it's queer enough for me to be like, this is my favorite, even though I love Eric. It's fair. And I love Lily and Ola, but I'm also like, they're so B-plot. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm like, mm, I got to go with D, book smart. Like that, the com- the comedy gold of that movie, just like, love it. Yeah, it's I I would have a hard time uh picking in this. I love Crush. I love Booksmart. I listen, you we've talked a lot about First Kill. I know it's not good, but I love it. Who cares? <laughs> I do love sex education. I agree with you. It would probably be for me, it would probably be like these three and then sex education down here. But yeah. Know. Good answer. All right, Lee. Question number five. What was your favorite older queer teen media? A, but I'm a cheerleader. B, Incredibly True Adventures of Two Girls in Love. Incredibly True Adventures of Two Girls in Love, which, listeners, I was so confused because it says, I talked to girl. <laughs> I didn't feel like writing it all out. It was so many words to type. Okay. Incredibly True Adventures of Two Girls in Love. C, Buffy, or D, Loving Annabelle, our fave film of the century. Oh, my gosh. I watch it every week. Um... I, oh, God, this is so hard because, listen, like, my favorite of this list is Buffy, Mm -hmm. but it's not from the queer stance. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, I think if I look at it as, like, yes, yeah, Yeah. as a show, I think in terms of, like, my favorite older queer rep, like, I've got to go with But I'm a Cheerleader. So good. You know, it's, I mean... Even though it's campy and ridiculous and like, yeah. But that's I the think point. Even though, don't say even though. That's I, the whole point of But I'm a Cheerleader. It's, it is the whole point. You're yeah, right. No You're one's right. begrudging it. It's campiness. 
Go. I we need more campy stuff like that. Like we I feel really like we've do. leaned so away from camp, and I feel like we need more camp in our lives. You know. I agree. Give it to me. You know, there's a new movie coming out called Theater Camp, which will be I, very campy. I'm into it. <laughs> Remember, listeners, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q and Gay questions on our Twitter at Let's Hang Up Pod. Let me hear you say. Hip, hip, hip. We love hearing from you and building community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. First, we'd like to shout out Mix Taylor, who sent us a message on Instagram telling us that we have to do a Should Have Been Gay on Full House. So adding that to the list, Full House, Fuller House, like all the houses. We got you. All all the gay houses, correct. We also want to shout out, uh, I love this one because it's a, a TikTok user whose username is Katie Lee, spelled with Lee, like like I spell Lee. Aww. No one ever spells Lee that way. So that always makes me happy. Um, so I want to shout out Katie Lee, who commented on one of our uh, clips with Emma Jane last season and said, honestly, quote, IDK, let's make out with whoever's there when you don't know what else to do is peak queer. And that just feels so accurate to me. I just kind of love it. It is an extremely gay thing to be like, what do you want to do? I don't know, man. Let's just hook up a little bit. Yeah. Gay. Gay Gay. culture. (laughs) As always, we want to thank our lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Tanya Ferguson, Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, A.D. Benitez, Fiona W., and Sophia Phillips. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Andrea Doucette, and Julia Gonzalez. Thank you so much. We could not continue to make this show without you and all of our Patreon supporters. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. We also have videos going up on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. Les Hangout is an independently produced show hosted by us with audio production by me. Our production assistant is Krista Murison and Twitter shenanigans and various other silly tasks by Liam Foster. If you want to support our little team, the first thing you can do is free. It's easy. You can leave us a rating and a review on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. A, we like reading them. And B, it helps new people find the show. If you want to support us on Patreon, it's a huge help to help us continue to grow our show, to make sure we pay our independent team and make sure that we can afford all of the things that go into making a podcast. We have been making this show for the past seven years this is our seventh year running and our patreon supporters are what have continued to keep us going so thank you to our patreon supporters if you'd like to be a new one we would love to hit 200 patrons in season seven so help us get there at bit.ly slash less patreon you also get access to bonus episodes, so there's content that you will never see if you are not a patron. So join now. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, uh, we have all sorts of designs. You can get them on t-shirts, on tank tops, on sweatshirts, on tote bags, on whatever it is that you need for all of your gay merch. You can find all of our designs at our Public at bit.ly slash lesshop. And remember, we have a queer production company making queer podcast musicals with guaranteed happy endings that you can find everywhere at at dollarbeanprod. You can also check out our website, dollarbeanproductions.com. You can listen to all of the episodes of our first show, The Flame, on any podcasting app.
And if you want to help support us making more musicals, many of you know we have been hard at work all summer recording and uh, and starting production of our next show, Journey to the Heart. We still have a ways to go, but we are getting close. The it's it's so soon. It's coming up so soon. We're so excited for everyone to hear it. And if you want to help support us making that show and more shows down the line, you can also join our Patreon at bit.ly slash dollarbeanpatreon. If you want to follow us individually, you can follow me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram and TikTok. And you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang